Ashur and Bigoran. Happy St. Patrick's Day to all of you out there. That's it. That's it for my accents. It's uh, good to be here, everybody. Welcome. It's Thursday. It's the first day of the NCAA tournaments, of the real games, if you will. Of course, you're listening and you're watching Back to the Window with Scott and Scott. I am your host, lead handicapper, Scott Steen from winnersandwiners.com. And I'm your co-host, Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. You got any St. Patty's plans besides wearing green? You know, I got to tell you, it was uh, it's it's been a very disappointing day around the Steen house. Once a year, my wife, who is a vegetarian, we go to get uh, corned beef Rubens at the barbecue place that's smoked corned beef. It's fantastic. It's the one time a year she eats meat. We called to put our order in already. They're out. They're out, Scott. Out. out. So yeah. So that's uh, that's it. We're scrambling now. We don't know. We don't know what we're gonna do. That was we we built our whole day around that. So. We often go to the parade, beautiful day for the parade, but, uh, you know, I chose to be here with everybody, so there you go. I'm probably going to go to some watch party, probably watch some games, drink some beer, green coloring optional, but I'll probably have a few beers. Probably have a few uh, green green beers? Well, I was going to say, the food coloring doesn't need to be there, but it probably will be. I might just ask for a bottle. I get the idea of being festive, but... Some food colorings might have a little bit of an aftertaste if it's not like stirred properly. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. So I'm not going to bother. Give me the bottles and we'll just go that way. JC Stone says, my bracket is dead. I was going to actually put something on the on the opening banner about whose bracket. I'm actually curious, JC. Your bracket's dead. It's been two games. Like, <laughs> what did you have? Yeah, uh, I think I think you Colorado State in the Elite Eight or something. Like, think, what did you have? Yeah, he had the Jackrabbits making a run. I think he's being facetious. Hey, what's up, okay. t- what's up, Timmy Earl? Good to see you, man. Happy St. Patrick's Day to you, MZ in the house. Chalk so far. Yep. Uh, <laughs> James S. Not happy about South Dakota State. You know that's uh, I, I I gave out two rules for betting in the in the uh, big dance. Fade the Mountain West. And don't fall in love with teams that dominate shitty conferences. And so far, I'm 2-0. and I know you were a little higher on the Jacks than I was yesterday, Scott. But they just uh, they just couldn't quite get there. They, the, the, the skill and the quality of players just kind of showed through in the end. Yeah, they cut the three. You know, they were within one possession with 30 seconds to go. You had a questionable uh three-point shot foul there where it looked like Bynum stuck his body out and drew the contact. But either way, I'm not going to say South Dakota State was going to win because they were down three, so they still needed a lot to go their way. They might have covered, maybe, so that didn't work out. But all I do know is that I don't really regret my pick because, to be honest, in every bracket I have, I straight up just had Iowa advancing to the Sweet 16 every time. Yep. So I figured if I was going to have that and whether Providence or South Dakota State won, that was as far as they were going to go. I figured it was worth a shot for the bracket. Yep. Uh, J.C. Stone says, Boise State following your your Mountain West plan. Yeah, to a T. Yeah. That's, they're going to be 0-3 with one team left to go, and we'll maybe talk about them a little bit later. I, I tweeted it out. I, I had the record. We're going to talk about a game potentially from that conference later, but the Mountain West year in, year out. They're one of the most entertaining mid-season leagues to follow yep. and conference tournaments. But once it's the NCAA tournament, you might want to find other teams to bet on, particularly yeah, you, the teams that they're playing against. You spend the whole year going, man, everybody's got a great defense. They just play such good defense. Mm-hmm. And then they get to no, the, the offense is just sucks. Then you go to the offense, the, 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 the tournament, you go, oh, no, it's the offenses that are dreadful. I mean, that was the first bet I made was I had a very good morning because I had Michigan. And the question was if I was going to eject or not. I know we had a text chain with us and Chris King yeah, we, about if I should hit the eject button or not. We both pulled, pulled decided, the red cord. Yeah, I thought about it, and then I decided, you know what, I think Michigan's just better, and I'm going to take it. They were down 15 early. Didn't look good. And then, yeah, Michigan just realized if we just guard the three-point line, they're screwed. Yeah. And they were 100% screwed because Michigan torched them. I got roped in. I got roped in. I, th- I took the Jackson as a premium. I just I, I I thought without without Jones that they might have. I mean, a... you took the the Rams. No, no. I mean, I'm talking about the I took the Jackrabbits. What does that have to do with? What does that? Oh no, well, no, no, nothing. It's just it's this, the same the same type of game. Oh, two, two I teams. You were saying you took Colorado State because of the injury to Michigan's player. No, 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 no. Sorry. Um, no, I was. Uh, um, no, I took. I was, I'm sorry. It was the other way around. I took uh, South Dakota State. Um, yeah. I thought they would be able to get a little done, but you know, I saw they were three for ten from three point. 
in the first half and uh, only only got off 30 shots. I'm like, yeah, they're screwed. Come on, Memphis. Uh, I think you're going to get there, buddy. Uh, well, up. I mean, Boise's making a little bit of a run, but it's basketball, so you'll constantly see 6 nothing runs from either side. Yeah, Michigan made her for real run, though. Uh, they, they did. I mean, that's what I was saying. They went from down 15 to winning by double digits. Yep. Like, that must have been a hell of a ride there. But, I mean, it goes back to what I was talking about when we mentioned the games briefly. I thought Dickinson was going to be a man amongst boys. And Roddy's very good as a power forward guy in that conference. Yeah, he's 6'5". But against, what are you going to do? But against actual size and strength and quality Big Ten athletes. Right. Him and Stevens got exposed. I mean, he, there's really no, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just how it worked out. He's good against guys that are six seven, six eight, but Dickinson's seven yeah. one. You're giving up. You're giving up seven. You're giving up. You're giving up eight inches. You can't. You can't I'm, do that. I'm just saying they were half doubling Dickinson every possession. If Dickinson was in the Mountain West, he would average twenty five per game. Got to think so. Got to think so. Um, all right. So, of course, guys, don't forget to like and subscribe. Uh, give us a thumbs up for this video. Subscribe to our YouTube channels, both the Winners and Winners YouTube channel and Max Wagers Network. Even if you don't watch us on Max Wagers, we'd appreciate the support if you go over there and show us the same love at our new Max Wagers Network that you have shown us here at Winners and Winners. And of course, like and subscribe, or no green beer for you. I think if you're like Scott, that's not going to be a big deal. But so anything. I'm still going to be drinking. Uh, it's just going to be in bottle format. Very good, and I'm uh, I'm losing I'm losing my voice. I'm supposed to do a show later tonight. I may pull the cord on that. I'm just I got nothing. My uh, allergies, you know. Again, I don't feel bad. It just I sound terrible, and I'm uh, sneezing on occasion. So, um, anything else? Anybody uh, before we get rolling? Right in that Chattanooga choo choo. Don't hate that. Don't hate that at all. Uh, I think Chattanooga's alive, but I think Illinois is going to end up winning. It- Underwood late in games, man. You're going to see a lot of weird shenanigans going down. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, people in Kansas State excited about the possibility of Underwood coming here. I just don't get it. I don't think he's a good coach, so sorry. Agreed. All right, so let's uh, let's talk about what happened yesterday. Everything else is going to be tournament additions from here on out, but uh, there are some other things that we're going to get involved with as far as uh, what went on in yesterday's action. Because there were other leagues in effect. There was other things going on. So let's find out, Scott. Let's check out the Thursday edition. The St. Patrick's Day edition, if you will, of... Uh, I was going to say, I can't... What, what's is it a what's a, a cop in Ireland? It's not a Bobby. That's England. Is it a Paddy? A cop? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, lads. Here's the Thursday edition of... Call it a Coops. All right, very good. Uh, right, starting in the NBA, if you had the Trailblazers and the Knicks under 225, oh, man, one of those scramble things you think, oh, I'm in good shape. And they're like, nope, I'm not. They put Knicks, six. Knicks won by 30, by the way. Yeah. So it wasn't like they were fouling down the stretch. Well, you know, they played the Blazers, so of course they did. Uh, 16 points in the final two minutes and six seconds. Not good at all. The game landed 226. If you had 225, call the cops. And looking at the NBA, if you had the Nets, I know this line was kind of all over the place, but if you had plus one, plus one and a half, plus two, whatever, you led by one point with less than three seconds left, which means you only lose on one thing. Guard the three-point line. The Nets did not. Spencer Dimwitty hit a game-winning buzzer-beater three-pointer, and the Nets lost by two. Rip up your plus one or plus one-and-a-half tickets. You can put it on the board. And finally, if you had the Kings plus eight-and-a-half against the Bucks, oh, oh, had the Bucks on a personal parlay money line. I had them as a premium minus eight-and-a-half. Yeah, let's talk about this. It was a tie game with a minute and 33 left. Uh, I believe that's when I was texting, I'm screwed to you guys in the text chain. Bucks closed the game, 9-0 run. That's right. Uh, King said, you know what? We remember now, we're the Kings. We prefer not to score for the rest of the game. And they didn't. Kings lose by nine if you had plus eight and a half with the Kings. Sorry, you thought you had it, didn't you? And then you didn't. Call the yeah, cops. I see JoJo talking about the Dimwitty shot. Same thing with Earl, who had Mavs money line. I can't even blame the Nets defensively. I feel like you would agree the one thing you should do if you're playing against Dallas Get the ball out of Doncic's hands. Yeah. They they did. You know, Dragic gave a little bit of a contest there. It was a good shot, you know, is what it is. Good defense, better offense. 
Absolutely true, sir. Well, there was some good news out there, and most of it's going to be in the NBA as well. The NBA giveth and the NBA taketh away. Let's find out the people that were living on Easy Street and uh, just kind of uh, just kind of taking it easy, getting ready for the big dance. Who was sitting in that Wednesday night rocking chair? So the first one, if you had the Nuggets minus six and a half against the Wizards, they led by 21 points at halftime, and they won by 18. Yep, very good. It was uh, not uh, not a tough one there for uh, the Denvers. And if you had the Celtics plus one and a half over the Warriors, you didn't need any points. Come on. They led by 16 at halftime, ended up winning by a total 182. And the last one, if you had a first four game, particularly the Bryant and Wright State game, also the Notre Dame and Rutgers game, if you had the over in either of those, those were nice and easy. But for the Bryant Wright State one, it was at 155. Each half had at least 86 points. Game landed 175. You didn't need seven overtimes in order to get there. Nope, you did not. Mm-mm-mm. All right. Once again, guys, you're listening to Scott and Scott as we're heading back to the window. Don't forget to check out all the other great offerings here at the Max Wagers Network. It's the Midday Report with Sean Higgs, and it's uh, it's the plus money honey as uh, Allie Burns does her thing with Morning Wood. Chris King, Jim Williams, get you going on the parlays, and it's Scott and I cleaning up their mess. And uh, then, of course, Lenny, Tim, and the boys are taking a look at all the late action going on at uh, Game Time Decisions at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. So make sure you check out each and every one of those. And we want you to check out our partners there at MGM, at BetMGM. Of course, Scott, I'm going to let you have your little beef about MGM here. I've decided that's going to be okay. So, uh, so it's not, not, gonna not, be not, not, not in the middle of my read. Not in the middle of my okay. read. I'll get back to you. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. I thought that was my cue. No, bet. not yet. Uh, that's what you get for missing rehearsal today, buddy. <laughs> no, but don't forget to check out. the. They're still doing the great thing over at uh, BetMGM. $1,000. First bet, it's on them, basically. It's a no-risk proposition. You can bet up to a grr. If you lose, they make it right. Put it back in your account. If you win, hey, you just made a grand, so quit your bitching. And, of course, they're also doing the NBA special. Bet $10 in any NBA game. If anybody makes a three-pointer, not just at the buzzer, but if anybody makes a three-pointer, you win a cool two hundo. So, uh, Scott, I know you're staying there at, uh, Bet M- at, at MGM in Vegas. Now, you have discovered what many of us have discovered. Myself, I have the YouTube streaming platform, and I have this same problem, and I know people have lit up Twitter about this because the games are on uh, TNT, they're on TBS, they're on CBS, and uh, there's another channel there on, Scott, and it's not nearly as popular, apparently. What is that channel? It's uh, True TV. Uh, do you have True TV there at the uh, MGM? I do not. Ooh. And I feel like that is going to be the main piece. That's really the only thing I'm beefing about. I'm having a good time here. But I know that True TV is not exactly a common channel for about 11 months out of the year. But right. in Vegas, with March Madness around... Every hotel in, in Vegas, at least, should have True TV solely because of March Madness for at least one month. Well, it should be there. Here, here's, my here's my question about that, and I'm sure there's, I'm sure MGM isn't alone. I'm sure there are a ton of hotels that don't have True TV in Vegas. So, here's my question: If you have a sports book, which I know MGM does, you certainly, if there's four games on at once, you're certainly showing all four of those games in the sports book, so you have access to True TV. Can't we just splice in the rooms? Couldn't couldn't we just? You've got it. It's not like it's in. Uh, no, nobody in Vegas has True TV. No, so they've got it at the hotel. So why don't they give it to you, Scott? I have no idea. Okay, they just they just decided we're not worthy in regular hotel rooms. They got to save all the True TV power for the actual sports book. Okay, so in fairness, you I, could I you know. you could go downstairs to the sports book and watch it. I could, except for the fact that I'm kind of working. And right. I was working this morning, so I get it. Same thing with last night, though. Like you know, I was doing some work, but I kind of wanted to catch the first half of the uh, Wright State game that we just talked about. You know, high scoring game seemed like a lot of fun, and yet it's just nowhere to be found. Like right. you have NIT games on ESPN, but you have no True TV NCAA tournament games. It was just weird. <laughs> Mister Lowe says, uh, or, or Mar- Marlo says, they uh, they want you out of the room. <laughs> That's no shit. As far as they give you any channels. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Big X in the house. What's up? Uh, under points in Iowa it is. Uh, that don't, game already started. Don't so. mention. Oh, don't don't mention the streak ever again. Just keep mowing grass on the John Deere. Yeah, I know it was a. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't pretty. We got close. We got seven. We got seven assists last yeah. night. But, uh, so, I mean, I ended. I ended up on my prop show one and two. So it's not like I really did that well. Uh, I won with Gobert rebounds at halftime. That was easy. But I mean, if if a player has a nineteen the game prior and he's played, he played thirty eight minutes last night. You gotta like your chances. And he just didn't get there. He had the ball in his hands the entire game. He just didn't get there. Yep. Absolutely. So let's talk about some of the games today, Scott. And I know some people have asked about them, and we have a play on one of those games, so we'll talk about some of the other ones. Um, Baylor taking care of business against Norfolk. I thought Norfolk might have a little something to him. I, I, I broke my own cardinal rule, Scott. I, you know, Norfolk very good in that conference. Was that the NEAC, right? Uh Yes. So they they just won their tournament. They was in they won the regular season. I'm like, oh, Norfolk State. And of course, Norfolk State will always have a place in my heart because why, Scott? Because they killed your team. Yeah, they did. They killed they killed Mizzou as a two seed. Uh, the same day. I they, don't think the Pressy Brothers team was that good to be honest, but they were still a two seed. Yep. Same day that Duke lost as a two seed, so it kind of went under the radar a little bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I'm always thinking about Norfolk State. I'm like, oh, they're pretty good. And I thought they, yeah, Baylor, they might screw around. They still not, might not cover. Really I mean, they're down it. 16. It's not like you're completely dead to rights. No, they're down 13, actually. It don't. But, yeah, it, it could happen. Eh, could. I don't know. Uh, I don't know why CBS Sports Network. That's a great question, JC, because they have their own. That's absolutely a fantastic question. Why not put it on? Why not put it on CBS Sports? And I guess it's all. I guess. TBS, TBS, and uh, True TV, TNT are all part of the Turner Broadcasting Network. And I guess they got the yeah. deal with CBS. So, is North Carolina locked to cover? Oh, it's the L word. We don't use the L word around here. I don't use the L word. Uh, there's been a lot of money coming in on Carolina, though. I know it was originally at around two and a half or three. Now it seems like it's three and a half, even some fours. I know it was four this morning. Yeah. And it seems like there's been a little bit of buyback on Marquette. I'm going Carolina. At the end of the day, Marquette with Shaka Smart is definitely a an entertaining team because they press, you know, they force a lot of turnovers, that kind of thing. But they're going to get killed on the glass. I mean, I don't know how they're supposed to rebound in this game. Baycott for North Carolina could realistically walk into 22-18. and 18. Like, I'm not even exaggerating. He might actually have 18 rebounds in this game. And North Carolina's guards are a little bit streaky but they can hit enough shots on the outside to prevent them, uh, Marquette from completely just trapping the big men every time. Shaka Smart, really good coach in the past. However, his last five NCAA tournament games, he's 0-5. So people remember the VCU dream runs and all that stuff. It was a long time ago. Just throwing that out there. Yep, yep. It's been a long time since they've had any success, like you said. Um... But we both, yeah, we're both obviously, yeah, we're both on Carolina there. Zags first half minus 13 and a half, Scott. Georgia State might be the best 16 seed of all time, just based on talent. Like, I think that the fact that there are 16 seeds is ridiculous. I think they should be a 15, but Gonzaga's going to kill them. I mean, I don't know what you want me to tell you. Uh, it's just like you'll get every position, Gonzaga checks every box. The question is, does Gonzaga care enough to actually run it up on them? Gonzaga always seems to just run it up on people in the first round. You look at previous previous years, they went every first round by like thirty plus, right? I'm looking to see they played. I'm, I'm looking to see what they did last year. First half, they went win by twenty in the first half last year against Norfolk State. First round, um, nineteen twenty no tournament. Carly Dickinson, they played him thirty six in the first round against FD. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I think based on recent form, what few has done, it's going back. I got to assume the height of Gonzaga is going to completely just overwhelm Georgia State. It's a thing that you always got to remember for even NFL or any sport. You have scout team guys who are supposed to help you prep. How the hell do you pre- how do you prepare for home run? Who do you bring in? Right. How do you get, how do you game plan for that? I don't know what the hell you do. What do you do? You call up Porzingis and you ask if he's available. Like I don't know what you're supposed to do. That's that's about all you can do. And they, uh, the the year before that, in seventeen eighteen, they only were up by nine at halftime, but they were a four seed. 
So, yeah. and they still, they, and they end up winning the game by four. So the first half was the good half. Uh, yeah, I think that's a solid play. I believe in him. I believe in him more in the first half than I do full game. How about that? But I'm I, looking at maybe a team total over. Uh, it really depends on if Georgia State slows the pace down because you know Gonzaga wants to push. But I got to assume Gonzaga is going to have open shots all day. Yep. Uh, Memphis playing with their food a little bit. Boise State. Well, Memphis's best player got hurt. Yeah. Or one of their best players got hurt, so they're kind of in uh, panic survival mode right now. Well, that's wait a minute. They had they had thirty eight. There was thirty eight nineteen at halftime, so they've been outscored. They have four points in the first like eight and a half. Minutes. Been outscored nineteen or twenty to five. Yeah, that's not good. What, what score are you at? Uh, 42-32. I'm, I'm assuming it's about to be 42-33. I, I, I see 33, so yeah. I, I see 14-4 to four Boise through eight and a half minutes. Yeah, that's exactly right. If yeah. you want to make a live play on Boise, I don't know if they're going to get there, but you might want to look at the spread. Too late. Because I do think that game's, that game's going to be close. Too late. Can you imagine how much value you pissed away? Uh, you can argue that it might be too little too late unless you think that Memphis does not figure it out. What's the live line, do you think? Probably Boise, what, like plus nine? Plus, plus eight and a half? Yeah, somewhere in that neighborhood. Well, hell, let me let me check. I think it should finish in the number. Let me keep... Memphis is falling apart. Yeah, they, got, they just turned it over again. And I know everybody's ahead of us. This is If you watched, if you watched any of our live broadcasts, you've seen this before. As we uh, <laughs> were about 30 seconds behind. And you're in my I'm boat. Not, I'm, not even, I'm not even watching the game. I'm just following the ESPN like play by play. Oh. Uh, 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 it is uh nine and a half right now at, okay. at 48 42 30 that's what i thought i mean i'm not telling you to take boise money line at seven to one i mean you can't you can if you want to but i mean if you can get a line there like what we just said if you're going to be getting uh boise team uh even uh memphis memphis team total under 59 and a half is that too low I don't know. I'm not watching the game though. Like, is Memphis just look like a chicken without a head right now? Like, what what's what's going on? I haven't. I've really just looked up to see the the score. I have. I oddly enough been working on the show. I just I just have it up in the background. So I'm just saying, if you think that Memphis is not going to get it together, you might want to take the eight and a half. That's it, all I'm saying. It looks to me like they're they're settling for bad shots and make okay. and no no they just made a stupid foul. Perfect, perfect. Uh, Roland, we're going to talk about that game. A little bit later. Scott, you got a thought on the total in that San Diego State game? It's, for me, it's going to be under a pass for me. I can't take an over. I might be biased because I just saw Creighton score 40 and change against Villanova in one of the ugliest conference title games of all time. Right. But I've seen the Mountain West throughout the day. And even if Boise comes back, they have 33 points with... 33 points with nine that's 35 points with 942 left in the second half offensively the conference isn't very good so i like the under i think you're gonna see an absolute grind fest in that game you yeah i uh it's i can't take the over there i can't do it no it's hard to get involved with an over with san diego state good defense and not the best offense. So. Even with Creighton, because Creighton usually is a very up-tempo, offensive-heavy team. And this year, McDermott pulled a complete 180. They play mm-hmm. defense and they play slow. Yeah, well, they played they played to their strengths, you know. They do I, mean, I give McDermott props for it. He realized his players couldn't play the usual style, and he adjusted. So kudos to him. Yep. Vermont versus Arkansas, Scott. This is, a, uh, this is another mid-major darling, a team that absolutely dominated their conference. I think they went, we talked about it yesterday, they went 17-1, and one, rolled through the conference tournament, you know, of course, at home. I think they when they win every conference tournament game by 30 or more. Uh, yeah, I believe it was 32-plus. Yep, yep. So, what do you think about this? It's the, uh, it's a really short number on the Cats, right? We're, we're looking at, uh, what was it, four and a half or so? Let me see what I got it at here. Doesn't surprise me. Uh, the thing is, yeah, four and a half. You have five. It looked like a little bit of buyback coming. It was, it was four and a half for a while. I'm assuming it'll close five. I think you'll see a couple of late heavy bets on Arkansas, if I had to guess. That's where my but money is. For me, Arkansas has been a really annoying team to predict all season long because they're 25 and eight straight up, but they're 17 and one at home, which means on the road, they are eight and seven. 
which is not particularly good. Right. Now, Vermont hasn't played anybody all season long. Uh, they played a couple of games early in the season against out-of-conference teams, and to be honest, they really didn't look that great. I'm going to go with Arkansas. I do think Vermont hangs around because Arkansas is occasionally abysmal offensively, just bad shot selection. They settle a lot for the outside, so if they miss threes, they could be in trouble. They have the athletes. They have the size. They have the bench. I think you'd agree no taste probably the best player on the floor. Yeah, I would. Uh, that's hard to argue with in, the, in that so game. So I'm going to say Arkansas wins the game. As for the spread, truth is I kind of just like the money line. I don't really want to bother. I know that it's a decent like minus 200 plus price there, but I feel a lot better about the money line than the spread. I think the spread's going to really come down to the wire. You? Uh, I'm all, I'm all over Arkansas here. Give give, okay. give me the uh, give give me the battle of the conferences again. That's that's okay. Fair enough. Um, till one of them jumps up and shows me something different, I'm going to have to keep with that trend. Uh, David the Italian not speaking well of casinos and their proclivity to spend extra money. I'll just I'll just I'll just put it that way. Um, I'm not gonna you know you know you know my position on casinos, Scott. I'm not uh, I'm not roasting anyone in particular. I'm just not a uh, I'm not a big fan of uh, the way a lot of them do their business. I'll just say that. Okay. I don't, uh, we're on the same page. Fair enough. Um, doesn't mean I won't go to. <laughs> doesn't mean I won't stay there. Uh, what else got your attention today? What else are you looking at? Um, I'm looking at Murray State, minus two against San Francisco. I thought that game was a coin flip uh, when the bracket was initially announced. And then San Francisco's big man, who's one of their best players, got injured, and he will most likely not play. I forgot if he's officially ruled out or he's just highly doubtful, but it seemed extremely unlikely for him to play. When you're averaging 9.4 rebounds per game, and 2.2 blocks per game, and Murray State's a top like 40 team in rebounding rate, I think that you're going to see a lot of issues for San Francisco on the glass. I got to go with Murray State there. Yep, I'm I'm uh, I'm with you. This was this was probably our silver medal play for our uh, bet the farm play. It was it was close. If if San Francisco was fully healthy, I think that's just the game you sit back and enjoy. But with that injury. I have to pivot to Murray. I think that's a huge deal for San Francisco. Yep, yep. We'll uh, we'll see. This is the battle of the mids. We, I'm still kind of tweaked about that matchup to start with, but also stylistically, because Michigan lost its point guard, but you were able to keep the actual same game plan. You know, you bring in the bench guys. You're still going to ride through Dick uh, through Dickinson, right? And try to work that out. If you're trying to run an inside out game. And you're missing your one your best big man by far. Do you go small? Do you change anything? Like I have to wonder if some of San Francisco's best offensive sets are now extremely either useless or just blunt at this point. Yeah, it's almost it's almost like Michigan was going to be without Dickinson. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's a, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, he's he's one of the main catalysts of that team. Well, yeah, I mean, there's there's the person that the offense runs through. And with Michigan, that's why they were able to survive the loss of the guard as opposed to the pivot point of their offense. Yeah, basically just yeah, what you said. Uh, yeah, Mazowski is out. That's the, that's what we're talking about, JB. So he is sure. officially out, okay. Mm-hmm. I thought he was, but I wasn't sure if that was official, official. Uh, as far as I know, I'll uh, I'll see if there's any last-minute update here, but I assume that's uh, – I assume he's out. Yep, yeah, I don't think it's – I don't think that's a good, good at all. Um, do, do, do. What else has your – Attention today. I, I told you I, I I took the uh, the money line parlay today. I've got USC. I've got UNC, Iowa, and Arkansas. Um, what else do I like? Um, I'm trying to figure out what else I like. I mean, we talked about the region breakdown show in yep. the Midwest. Tennessee. I know we both were looking towards Southern plus the twenty one and a half. Yeah, so far the dogs haven't looked fantastic, but we'll see. I know, I know. but I do think it helps that Southern did play a game a couple of days ago yeah. while Kansas has been doing nothing since the conference title game. Yeah, Kansas is a team. I wouldn't if I was going to play that, I'd probably play Southern first half. Kansas yeah. is, is a team that can kind of take a minute to get going in the tournament for whatever reason. Um what do you think of Longwood Tennessee? Tennessee uh, a little money coming in now. They're now looking at 18. Well, Tennessee's uh leading by 14 right now. Oh, so well, there you go. Oh, sorry. I didn't even look at start time on that. Man, that that would have been uh I was uh, down one with 11 to go in the first half. Not surprised. 
I thought Richmond would hang around early, and then I expect Iowa to hit a bunch of threes in the second half and probably break it open. Yep, yep. Um, Baylor pulling away, 21. Memphis uh, got their double-digit lead back. Yeah, Tennessee, 12 over Longwood. You know, again, it's a team that made us a lot of money this year, the Longwood Lancers. They were a very, very good team, but it's all contextual, Scott. It's all about context. And See, JB brings up a point, though, in the comment section about how the dogs have not been covering, so he's worried about the favorites later. Right. He, he expects it to balance out. Do you believe that, or do you try to view every game as, in, as independently as possible? You know, it's really hard. It's really hard. I know, it's very, very hard. Because, yeah. you know, you, your your brain tells you that each game is independent. What happened in Seattle has no effect on what happened in Orlando two hours later. But yet, sometimes trends emerge, and it's hard to ignore them. So, mm-hmm. would I call it a trend after a couple of games? No. But is it have my attention? Yeah, it really does. How about you? Mm-hmm. I'm in the same boat. I'm not going to say it's going to prevent me from betting a favorite later on because at 12 o'clock, you know, the Michigan ended up covering it's a like what I'm not going to go through that approach, but I do think you can make an argument that it might suggest the odds makers themselves have been giving too much credit to the underdogs in yes. these matchups. Well, and I think that's, and I think that's a reaction uh, on what the public wants to do. Cause you see it with line mm-hmm. movement. It's not like, you know, it's not like everybody was, uh, you know, pounding Tennessee and got it up to 17 or anything. Um, mm-hmm. They were like, oh, Longwood, they're a very good team. And again, it's the same situation as your South Dakota State, your Vermonts. So those kind of teams, I mean, that's in that's something that we, we told you to, to look out for. So that as far as that being a surprise, not really. Plus, you and I both like this Tennessee team a lot. Yeah, we do. Uh, I think that they have a chance to make the final four. I do too. So, uh, I really like this team. I do too. I think you've got. I think you've got what three schools in the uh, in the SEC? Yeah, I wouldn't count Alabama, but I, Kentucky, Auburn, and Tennessee that have a legitimate shot of getting to the final four. Legitimate shot, yes. I still think Auburn's going to fall apart at some point. Agreed. Because they just were struggling down the stretch. They've but got. They've got a good path, though. That's the thing. If yeah, that, their path was really generous. But if you want to talk about conferences and trying to go through that. I've always mentioned I'm a fan of backing certain conferences and fading certain conferences every year because I do feel like, mostly because of odds makers, one whole as a conference as a whole tends to be undervalued and overvalued. The Mountain West is overvalued every year. They're just not good. Yeah. Like I don't know what you want me to tell you. They're terrible in the tournament every year. And as for the undervalued conferences, I would say it's usually going to be. I'm trying to even think of good examples. It's, it's going Pac, to be a Power well, 5 conference. The Pac-12 last year is a, would be a great example. It's a Power 5 conference, but you expect a couple of teams to be good, and it turns out like two times the number you thought that was going to be good actually looks pretty solid. Right, right. And then you'll sometimes have teams that disappoint. They put in seven or eight teams, and five of them will lose And you know, by the end of the I second round. I am curious, though, if the Big Ten might be that conference. I know Iowa's in a battle early now, but whatever. Who cares? Point is, is that Michigan ended up winning without a starting point guard, and they were three games over 500, so they're not one of the better teams by far. Rutgers lost in double overtime to Notre Dame. You know, that happens, close game, whatever. That was a coin flip. So maybe the Big Ten, if you want to try to build on early trends, you could make the argument that the Big Ten looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of the only takeaway I have right now, besides the Mountain West still sucks. And I already knew that. Well, here's my question. I know they play tomorrow, but what about this Michigan State team? There's another. There's another example of a Power Five school, and I believe that's it's Pickham right now with Davidson. Yeah, and Michigan State was obviously opened as the favorite, and now money has come in on Davidson. Correct. So is that the is that money moving? Is that line moving the right way? Is that it? See, this is the point, though. Like now that I said that, I think the Big Ten might be undervalued. Does that mean I'm blindly taking Michigan State? Of course not. Because I hate that I hate that damn team. I don't I think they're very good. Right now, Davidson, of course, a bit undersized, so they're going to have to try to battle on the glass. But I mentioned this when Davidson blew the game to Richmond. If they would have not choked away that lead in the final two minutes, what seed would they be? I think they would have been an eight. Right. So you can make an argument that they are an overqualified ten seed that is very alive against Michigan State. I think they got a good shot to win the game. Because I think Michigan State is really not that good at basketball. And I watched them play against Wisconsin, 
I believe they made zero three pointers in the first forty. What was it? The first thirty six minutes of the game. Yeah, it was a it was I a think. stretch. Yeah, and Davidson can shoot. So if you're going to be trying to trade threes for twos, I do think there's a path there for Davidson to win. You? I'm I'm going to go the other. I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to think Michigan State. They again. They. I think it's a coin flip, which is why it's pick them. But I think it's I think it's a worthy pick them. You know, I've got Davidson played a pretty uh, a pretty decent non-con schedule. They uh, uh, they beat Alabama, and I know that's what everybody's hanging their hat on. Uh, but they did lose to San Francisco. They covered. They were six and a half point dogs, and they will lose by five. And they also uh, lost to New Mexico State. They were two point dogs and lost by twelve. So again, they're uh, but they they've been really good. Uh, I believe they're eleven and one non-con against the number. So it's There's also one thing that really annoys me about ten and one breakdowns sorry. of some teams. Can we stop the March is like the Izzo month? Can we can we stop? Like, what the hell has he done in March? What, what am I what am I missing? I know that he made the Final Four a couple of times, like previously. He lost in the first round to Middle Tennessee State. He lost in the play-in game to UCLA last year. Blindly betting Izzo in March doesn't make any sense. Like Bayheim, I can understand. Because Bayheim's always like an eight seed or a ten seed, and they randomly make it to the elite eight a couple of times. But when has Michigan State done anything recently to make a run in the tournament? Well, I don't know that. See, I think he's he's got the uh, because he's been there so long. I don't. I think you're looking at recency bias, and I think that's no. I know long term he's right. been extremely solid. He has one title though, but I know he made it the Final Four and the Elite Eight a bunch. I get all that, but when. That's it. That's also a pretty interesting discussion to have. Do you prioritize overall body of work or recency? What have you done for me lately? I think looking at Izzo's numbers right now, and he made the final four in 2018-2019. Besides that, he's lost in the first four, the round of 64, or the round of 32 in four of the last five tournaments, excluding no, yeah, four of the last five. That's not good. No, no. Either you can absolutely make the case that the game. I don't know if the game is passing by or if he can't recruit as well, but for whatever reason. Do you reason, think that the odds makers factor that in? They just see Izzo and go, well, I mean, of course, it's March. I think that random casual betters do. Yes. And I think odds makers react to what they think casual betters are going to do as well. That's why I think this line's a bit trappy because everybody's going to look at Michigan State in a Power Five school. Izzo, he's done this before. Davidson's never in the like. There, there's a lot of reasons to dismiss Davidson, and yet it's a pick'em. So it seems like the odds makers recognize that these teams are more even than the public wants to believe. That's kind of my counterpoint. Okay, all right. Um, I like to see where I don't have it up. You got the you got the see where the where the money's coming in on that game. Uh, let me check. See if I can get it too. Uh, we count money over. Says they he hasn't had a good player since Cleves. Basically, it's not wrong. Uh, it says according to this, ninety four percent of the money is coming in. Um, let me see if I got this right. I see seventy six percent of tickets are on Michigan State. Seventy-six percent of the tickets are on Michigan State. Okay, and as for money, I don't see that, but oh. I do see tickets. Okay, well, I'm... that doesn't tell me anything. I also don't know how accurate this is, to be honest, because I'm I'm using like pre games whatever site. Right. I don't have an official money whatever. Like, well, I just don't have. That. I'll give you I'll give you a hint. Um, whatever site you're using, this is goes for everybody. It's it's probably not accurate. I mean, well, I'm checking the moves right now. From what I can tell from this, when I expand on it, it says that the ticket count is roughly 50-50. Recently, it's a today, the bets that have come in today. Okay. It's mostly 50-50. About two-thirds of the money is coming in on Davidson. At least that's what I see from the grid. I don't know how accurate that is, but it seems like more money is coming in on Davidson than Michigan State. JB doing the heavy lifting for me, because this is usually what I say. Rachelle Maddett, Barnes, Izzo, and Self. 100%, Izzo, I'm not 100% accurate. 
Izzo and Self, at least they've won a title. Like, they've made it to Final Fours. I know Self can choke in the Elite Eight, whatever. Like, they usually don't lose in the first two rounds, unless you have Farouk Banesh on, uh, on, on Northern Iowa, who hits the big shot at the end. I always love Farouk Banesh. But you, anyway. re- you, remind, you remind me of Psycho on Stripes. You just, like ma- you, you just made the list, buddy. I got Izzo. I got Self. Uh, the, pack, the Pac-12. You just made the list, fucking Pac-12. That's 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 what you remind me of. You really you really do. Shaka if Smart, you you've me, done I'll nothing. You've you done nothing me, lately. <laughs> yeah. If you burn me, I'll touch. <laughs> if you talk about Izzo, I'll kill you. <laughs> if you sub out your best player, I'll kill you. <laughs> I, I mean, it's 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 a thing though. Lighten up, Francis. Really, there's a lot of really good coaches in terms of public perception because of what they've done overall body of work. I am curious if it's one and done and how it's changed the actual landscape of college basketball a lot of these really good historical coaches have really been kind of mediocre for the last couple of years. I'm assuming you've noticed the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, and it's maybe the adaptability with COVID, you know, cause this is the third year we've been dealing with COVID in this tournament. Well, I mean, they didn't, they canceled it in 1920, but uh, last year it was, you know, you had all the, the it's, it's a, a different set of challenges. And uh, it's, I, some of the older coaches may not have been well equipped as some of the younger guys. Um, Jimmy, uh, I'm going to add a coach there, by the way. Sorry, I'm going to add a coach that's not mentioned, but I have to because they're not in the tournament this year. Leonard Hamilton. Oh. Always fade him in the Sweet 16. You just made the list. Hamilton, you made the list. Am I wrong? No. You like like Leonard Hamilton as a coach? (laughs) No, I no, no. Of course not. He's been there for 30 years. He wins a bunch of games. But if you don't do anything in the tournament, I'm going to call you for what you are. You're dead to me. mediocre basketball coach. James asking the question that I asked, and anybody that watched my video, uh, what happened to Kent? yesterday uh you know what we talked about that game and we talked about the fact that it could go one of two ways kent would be uh have a grudge they'd have a chip on their shoulder they'd want to go in and show the world they were wrong show the world they got fucked over for the uh, not being able to go to the ncaa tournaments because of the uh, videos um or they could just say fuck it we should have been there we don't care about this and it looks like the latter occurred scott i guess the former would occur and i believe i was incorrect well it also we have to mention when we went over the game previously on Alley Show, we thought Southern Utah's best player was not going to play. Correct. That did not happen. So that also put a whole wrench in the whole thing. Yep. Yep. Absolutely true. Absolutely. And, yeah. You see, counting money, though, that's the thing, though. I did hate Tyron Lue, but yeah. I am able to adjust my stance if you win me over. So that's kind of my thing. Even though I dislike some of these coaches and there's a long list of them, I'm willing to take people off the list if they prove me wrong. And Tyron Lue proved me wrong. I think he's a really good coach. But as Bronco Devil mentions, Frank Reich, Colts coach. I think he sucks. And they lose to Jacksonville week 17. I saw them go for it on fourth and goal, whatever, against the Bills a couple, like two years ago. Until you prove me wrong and you keep underachieving, I'm going to call you out. Prove me wrong. I try to be as fair as possible. This is as close to playing in a band and having the audience sing along with your best song. This is as close as we'll ever get. You're just shouting the, out coach. The people that remember that you from thing. six months ago going, oh, yeah, you hate Frank Reich. It's like, ooh, do the Frank yeah. Reich song. Absolutely. That's as close as we're ever going to get. I try to be fair with it. I'm not blindly. <laughs> like, For example, I have Tennessee in my Final Four. I don't like Rick Barnes, but I look at the team. And I have to acknowledge that I think they're one of the best four teams in the country. I'm, I'm trying to be fair. Okay. All right. All right. But yes, Tyron Lue did win me over. I think he's actually a really good coach. Bronco Devil has a legitimate reason to hate Frank Reich. He was an Oilers season ticket holder. <laughs> That's a whole separate can of worms there. But oh. I, I mentioned that I don't like him as a coach. And I feel like most Colts fans would have disagreed with me a year or two ago. I think I might have started a bit of a bandwagon. Some converts. A decent amount of people jumped on. JB, I'm willing to take people off the list. That's right. <laughs> I am. I try to be fair. You know, it's a long list, but you can win me over. Keep it fair. Keep it fair. Here you go. Yeah. Am I not fair? You can be honest. I try to be. I I believe you believe it. Okay. Um, I think we all have our biases, and the only difference is these guys in the comment section. We don't get to see them because they're not on display every day for an hour. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, like, I don't, I don't dislike Izzo because I went to Wisconsin. Like, it's completely unrelated. I just acknowledge that Michigan State, 
people always try to pencil in with Izzo going to the Elite Eight every year. And for the last five tournaments, they've kind of shit the bed. And nobody talks about it. Yeah, well, we are. So there you go. Yeah, um, that's why I bring it up. All right. <laughs> no laughing matter. Sorry, buddy. Um, that's uh, And then Reich was on the other side when the uh, they had the comeback against the Chiefs in the playoffs. So yeah. what is it with Reich? He also has the biggest comeback in college history. Frank Reich does? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Fuck, I, for, I forgot about that. The, Mar- the Maryland. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, that was heartbreaking. I got the two out of it. All right. You ready, buddy? Yep. Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. Let's... Uh, Man, it's not, we're not we're not quite we don't have quite the uh, pep in our step. The whoa, whoa, counting money. No, whoa, whoa, whoa. I do not hate Bear Bryant, <laughs> Belichick, Saban, and Vince Lombardi. Let's let's pump the brakes a bit. That's... Bear Bryant. I don't know if there was some racism stuff there though. Oh, there was. <laughs> so you know, I can hate him for different reasons. So Bear Bryant, we'll throw him out for a second. Uh, Saban, Belichick, and Lombardi. I went against Saban this year. Kirby Smart won me over. Another example. Um, Vince Lombardi, you know, Rose Vince Lombardi. Uh, he never called the passing play. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to think about. Hey, that. when you pass the ball, only three things can happen, and two of them are bad. So that's true. That is true. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, here we go. Uh, there's the, there's one for there's one for the Twitter feed. Rachelle hates Vince Lombardi and Bear Bryant. Check, mm-hmm. Click here and find out well, why. Lombardi, personality-wise, everybody should hate Bear Bryant. So that's my counter. That's my counter argument. <laughs> Can you he had hate a nice hat though? I, I see. I was going to hate him because of the hat. And how? Hound... Like the hounds too thing? No, no. Come on. You don't now. like it? Come on. There's this thing. All right. It was a bit. It was like Tom Landry. <laughs> yeah. Don't even get me started on that fucker. All right. You ready? Let's yep. get, let's get to it here before we piss off every sports fan available. All right, Scott. Well. Uh, oh, by the way, special shout out. We didn't get to it. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. Lakers lost again last night. Lose by 20. Lost 12 in their last 15. You're still back in the Lakers. Fucking seek help. Seek help, kids. All right. Yeah. Speaking of which, I discovered Rachel will really tell you what he hates on Twitter. Boy, yeah, that's no shit. That guy That guy tweets more than, oh, I'm not going to say more than anybody. He, rarely positive, by the way. Rarely he, positive. Rarely positive. Yep. And then, oh, God forbid, if he like roasts somebody and then it comes true, he'll fucking put his own tweet back up there and let you know that he was right. He's I'll, a. I'll, re- I'll quote it. Bump. Oh yeah, he'll bump. Bump is yeah. That's his thing. Bump. So. There it is. Uh, my three team parlay ha- today, right? My, I'm doing it for the Mountain West as soon as the schedule's over for today. Like I have to. My three team parlay. How does it play? How does it pay plus one eighty two? All right, Chris. Get that's why I put the that's why I put the numbers in there for everybody. Put it in a put it, put it in a parlay calculator, which is exactly what I did. Minus five fifty, minus one sixty three, minus two oh five. I believe it comes out if I'm not mistaken to one oh well, excuse me one eighty three sixty seven. It's definitely one eighty three high. So that's how I did it. So it's the uh, and I'll tell you who I use. I uh, which one did I? Uh, the uh, Vegas Insider is the parlay calculator that I use, but they're they're all going to be the same. So okay, all right. Uh, let's get it going, buddy. We have to talk about it. How would we do? Uh, we, we, yesterday we, we were close, but not quite a cigar. So it's time, Scott. I know you brought them with you. I know you packed them. It's time to put on the green ones. Put on those green overalls. Put on your straw hat. Climb aboard your John Deere. Get out your lucky rabbit's foot keychain. Fire that bad boy up because kids, St. Patrick's Day. It's time to bet the whole farm. Ah, oh, Scotty, Scotty, we did not, uh, we did not do well yesterday, but we're ready to start. We're ready to start a new streak. So it is me, and we are going to talk about what are we going to do, Scott? We're going to fade the Mountain West. That's exactly what we're going to do. We're looking at the Creighton Blue Jays plus two and a half, plus two and a half. That's right. I'm fading the Mountain West, and I'm getting two and a half points. Yes, please. That is available at minus one ten at BetMGM. Creighton ranks 127th in offensive efficiency. San Diego State. 160, not good, not good at all. Creighton, they can flat get after it on the boards too. 81st in rebounding rate. San Diego State is 91st. And Bronco, if you want a green team, take Vermont. Okay, we're not doing it. We're taking a team that we think is going to cover. <laughs> if you want a green team for St. Patty's Day, then take Vermont. I don't know what you want me to tell you. It didn't work out very well for uh, for um, Colorado State. Just saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Creighton ranks 127th in official. Yes. Oh, there we go. Yeah, we did that one. Okay, so 
Uh, Creighton is 81st in rebounding rate. San Diego State is 91st. Creighton is 4-0 and against the spread their last four games as an underdog. And last but not least, kids, you know it, you love it. It's the trend that we can all get behind. The Mountain West and it's about to it's about to be 22 and 54 but right now they're 22 and 53 straight up in the NCAA tournament and that's not getting better in this one let's call it 22 and 54 kids i'm catching two and a half points against a team that doesn't win a third of their games against a conference that doesn't win a third of their games in the conference yes please give me the Creighton Blue Jays a team that's actually playing well lately um despite the fact they're missing uh who are they missing Scott let's take his name what are we talking about? The Blue Jays. Who are they what? missing? What's the kid's name? Um, I'm completely drawn a blank. Exactly. That kid. Even though they're missing him, they've still okay. played well without him. So I like the uh, Creighton Blue Jays. The way that I look at it is I expect a nail-biter throughout. This is going to be a hideous game. Like, if there's any other game to watch offensively, yep. find it because this game's going to be painful. Yep. I think you would agree even if you like San Diego State in the comments section, this game should be pretty close throughout – and pretty ugly, I'll take getting points in a first team to 55 wins type of game. See, I and I I have a hunch. You know, I know we talked about the under in this game. There could be a correlated situation that Creighton cracks the code. Again, look at the look at the look at the teams there in the Mountain West. Do they play good defense or do they all just play shitty offense? What's the what's the answer? And it could be. That they San all Diego State have... actually is a good defensive team, just yeah. in general. But right. it helps when the teams in the conference aren't exactly great at scoring. Uh, what Memphis? Well, Memphis went dry though. What did Memphis end up putting up? Uh, uh Memphis put 62. up sixty-two. Yeah, sixty and change. Okay. But, I mean, Boise only scored fifty-three. Right. Right. So. So there you go. That's going to do it for our uh, bet the farm play for Saint see, Patrick's see, Day. Marlo, just a counter though. Creighton scored forty-three against Villanova, a two seed. Like this is a different animal. And in that game, they also, in the conference title game, they also did a good job of limiting Villanova offensively. Yeah, we, so. talk, we, we talked about that as we were putting this play together. And we talked about that game and whether that game scared us enough or whether it was just Villanova being a lot better team. And we decided that was the case. And guess what? We could be wrong. This could be the, uh, you know, if you want to say the Mountain West wins about one out of, what do they win, two out of seven of their games. Mm-hmm. This could be the one they're due. So, but they could, but I think it'll be close. Yep. I like this. I like the way this Creighton team has played last third of the season. I think they've mm-hmm. played well and that's going to be the play. So that's going to be the play. Just, what? Mm-hmm. Yes. Just, just saying that if this line was like one, we wouldn't be taking it. Nope. But two and a half in a rock fight. Yep. That's pretty tempting. Absolutely. All right. So thanks for watching guys. Happy St. Patrick's Day. I say it again. I usually joke, but I'm 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 serious this time. Make good decisions, you know. Don't uh, don't put yourself or anybody else in harm's way. All right. Have fun. Let's have a blast. Let's make some green and uh, we'll be back to do it again tomorrow as we are every day here on the Max Wagers Network, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. Scott and I do our very best to help you to head back to the window, lads. Take care everybody. <laughs>